Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome to the Where Join the Curls podcast. As you're listening to this, I will be leaving my 25th country, El Salvador. I think it's so crazy to think that, for one, I'm st- I still get flying anxiety and I've been to 25 countries. But two, is like little Joe could have never ever believed if you would have told her back then that I would be out and about visiting 25 countries. I would have never believed you because one, I didn't think that there was anything outside of the Dominican Republic and New York. And two, it's just, it's such a privilege. It's such an honor to be able to have the luxury of an American passport that I get to travel the world. I get to see new things. I get to experience new cultures, taste new food, meet new people. And I, it's something that I don't ever take lightly. And I am so, so glad that my soul chose me as a traveler because because wow, it has made my life so much better. But anyways, I realized that I always say my ex as if I've only dated one. I've been in a few long-term relationships in my life, but it's been so long that do they even count? The rest of my stories usually just come from men that I've dated or I'm dating. And to me, dating just means that we go out on a few dates. We try to get to know each other. And shit, I just got out of a two-week relationship. I think it was like three, four weeks. And yes, I said two to three weeks. But that's a reminder that people dating you, people being in your energy, people being in your presence is a privilege. It is an honor. Like, imagine having me as a girlfriend and fumbling me. Because <laughs> I'd be saying, damn, imagine having me as a daughter and then not being in my life. But, like, imagine having me as a girlfriend and fucking it up. Me as a girlfriend is like, you won at life. Like, you had a whole prize. <laughs> but anyways, that's not the point. The point is that we should act like it we should act like we know our worth we should act like we have some sense and yes it is a privilege for people to for people to get to know us for people to be around us and in our space but anyways a few weeks back i started reading the book everything i know about love and i only got like two chapters in but as i was reading those two chapters this episode came to mind and this episode is everything that i know about love or at least what i've learned in the past 28 years and well what is love and what is love (laughs) baby don't hurt me (laughs) okay guys it is 10 p.m as i'm recording this so i am still highly energized and if you hear any background noise dykeman people people who live in dykeman believe that it is a party 24 7 so you might hear some motorcycles you might hear some random cars just playing music as they pass by (laughs) but anyways back to being serious well what is love (laughs) And if someone were to ask you about love right now, what would your answer be? And I know that it has changed throughout your dating life. So I'll start by saying that I think love is our core purpose in life. To know, to experience, to feel, to give, to receive, and most importantly, to be love. And once again, I repeat, this is my truth. These are my perspectives. This is my experience. Whether you agree or disagree on some, on all, or on none, feel free to reach out to me and we can have a conversation about them. Listen to these with an open mind. Maybe you learned something. Maybe you can teach me something. 
I'll start with one that I was discussing with my coworkers the other day. And it's the difference between expectations and requirements and how people often get the two confused. And the conversation that my coworkers and I were having and there were a mix of women and men. And it was that if men should pull out a chair at a restaurant for their women. And I don't need any man to pull out a chair for me at a restaurant. That's not on my list of requirements. But I do, however, expect you to open up a car door if we're both walking towards your car. Now, I expect you not to be on your phone every single time we're out eating or if we're having a deep conversation. And I'll give you a quick example of this. Years ago, I went with some guy that I was talking to to an El Alfa concert. And this kid was on his phone the entire time like, Are you at a concert? El Alfa concert. On your phone the entire time and no not recording but literally like texting his life away and i'm like yo i know you don't have to say anything he could have been talking to somebody else cool we were just getting to know each other. i'll give you guys some juicy details because i know you love the examples that night he had paid for a 500 hotel in the city because he wasn't from here and he had came for the sole purpose of the concert ask me if i had sex with him no i was petty back then and i'm like you came <laughs> to go to a concert with me you came to have dinner with me. You came to have drinks with me. And you want to be on your phone the entire time. No, the fuck you're not going to be inside of me. The fuck? <laughs> Yo, I was super, super petty back then. I mean, I would still do it now, but... Anyways, there be some times where you're just like trying to have an intimate conversation with people. And they're just on their phone. And it's like, yo, bitch, I don't even want to say what I have to say anymore. Like, just, like no. And then they'd be like, go on. I'm listening. Like, nah. Mm -mm, I need you to look at me in the eyes. This shit is serious. <laughs> you out here on your phone. I expect frequent date nights, but it is not a requirement because I also understand that we have goals, whether that's fitness goals and we have to get up early or we're out saving money. Or we're saving money. We shouldn't be out if we're saving money. <laughs> Anyways, I expect you to have friends and socialize, but you should not be up under your homie's ass all the time. I do require heavy makeout sessions every time we're together. Do not have kiss me like the fuck is that? <laughs> I love making out. Making out is one of my favorite hobbies. So that is a requirement for me. Anyways, people confuse the two. Or some people get upset when their partners can't fulfill them because they expected their partners to read their mind or to know beforehand. So you should always discuss your expectations and your requirements with your partner. Okay, now we're really jumping into my list. I did not put them in order. Whatever was coming to me, that's the order that I put them in. So if I do repeat a few little sentences, a few little points, just bear with me. So now, welcome to my little list of everything I know about love. One, I believe that a man should love a woman more than she loves him for the relationship to really work. And I say this because if a man loves you more than what you love him, he's willing to give you and be more for you. He can easily fulfill your requirements and your expectations because he's that much more in love with you. Two, love shouldn't feel forced. It shouldn't feel like you're in a constant battle. It shouldn't be you experiencing more negative emotions than positive ones. It shouldn't feel like you're begging someone for attention, for time, for love. We do not have to love and people do not have to love us. They choose to love you. And some people will not choose to love you and you cannot force this. Three, people shouldn't lie. We think we're protecting people. We think we're not ruining something by lying or hiding certain parts. But you ruin it more by lying. And I get why people lie. Some people might react harshly. Some people might not understand you. But we're all here having a human experience. We're all going through things. We all have emotions. 
The purpose of us being here together and sharing this experience is to teach each other things, to help each other grow. And if you're lying or you're hiding certain parts of yourself, you're not allowing someone to fully experience you. Four, communication is not key. Comprehension is. I can speak all I want, but are you really listening? Are you really listening to find the common ground or are you listening to respond? Followed by communication and comprehension is action. What actions can we both take to address our needs to make sure that we are both being attended to? Actually, before I continue, I also want to say that tone is so important because I was dating this guy and we were a little bit more on the serious side and he would tell me things, but he would say it in a condescending condescending way and i don't tolerate that i don't tolerate people forcing me trying to control me like tell me things in a nice way like hey i don't like xyz can we fix this versus you yelling at me because even if your point is right watch your fucking tone like you're not about to be screaming at me <laughs> no that's a trigger for me so yes yeah, so in communication tone attitude body language are also important in order for you to deliver and get your message across five it's all about perspective and sadly we don't always see things the same way you can't assume you're the only one hurt because you're not in someone else's head we don't always see feel interpret things the same way so what might hurt you what might trigger you might not be anything for them that is why you should be able to communicate and express it to them and even then when you communicate in a good way they still might not understand and that's okay because they don't all carry different perspectives and even when we think we're experiencing the same thing we're interpreting it differently six ego shouldn't be stronger than love i know we all want to protect ourselves but should it dominate a relationship should I be afraid to double text? Should I be afraid to speak my truth? I have stopped talking to people because I knew that they wouldn't be receptive to what I had to say. And in part, that was my ego protecting itself. And I say that it was ego because I feared rejection. And I feared me speaking up will cause them to leave me. So I would have rather do the leaving. And that leads me to say that there are certain people who are always screaming, fuck love, I don't give a fuck about nobody or anything. And those people are usually the one who have been through the most hurt and actually have the most feelings, but they're just operating out of their ego, which is protection. I've walked out of situations because my need to protect myself was much more greater than my need to feel love and my love for them. Our ego tells us to play it safe. Our ego wants to keep us in the known. I had someone recently tell me that they would rather me stay in the known than for me to cross over to the unknown and get hurt. And I understand. There's a famous quote, we'd rather stay in the known hell than the unknown heavens. We stay in things far too long because we are seeking comfort. We are seeking safety. It's much easier to stay with a shitty mindset as it is much easier to stay in depression and anxiety. It's much easier to stay in a body that you hate. It's much easier to be glued to your phone or to Netflix than to be reading, journaling, meditating, or listening to personal development. We often take the easy way out. And we often just stay in the known hells, suffering, because we don't want to seek the unknown. We don't want to jump in and get out of our comfort zone. And I just want to say that, yes, it is easy to do the easy things, but the harder things are much more rewarding. And everything in life, the best things in life are not the easy, are the things that you have to put in work for. I also want to end this one with saying that I used to operate out of ego 
I used to operate out of pride. But now I do allow love to be much, much greater than ego as long as I don't feel like you're trying to play me. As long as I feel like you are worth fighting for or you give me something worth fighting for. Seven, you really need to love yourself more than what you require someone to love you. And I know it sounds repetitive, but you will not accept anyone else's love until you don't learn to love yourself. When I first began therapy about two years ago, I had once called my therapist and I asked her why was it so hard for me to accept love from certain individuals. Like I loved them. I love how much they loved me, but something about me was rejecting it. She asked me, well, do you love yourself? I almost hung up on her like, duh, bitch, what kind of question is that? But the truth is that I was far too disconnected from myself and I was rejecting their love because I was afraid of commitment. I was afraid of being hurt but also because I was feeling empty. And on the flip side of this is that I've also reached out to people and I've expected people to pour more into me than what I, than what I could pour into myself. I latched onto these individuals to give me the love that I couldn't give myself. And because they couldn't do it, they couldn't meet me where, where I wanted them to meet me, that caused major problems. Which leads me to point eight. People can't give you what they do not have. And most of us grew up in tough households where we didn't receive affection or attention. And then we come here as an adult and we get into relationships and we want our partners to be affectionate, to give us love, to show us love. They come from years of not knowing what love is. And yes, they have their parents. They know their parents love them, but they never got to feel it or they never got to hear it or they never got their parents to say it to them. So it's hard for them to come in here in a relationship with you and tell you. Now, number nine, what you require of others should also be given by you. You don't require something you can't give. So if you want someone that is honest, you must be honest. If you want someone to communicate with you, you must be willing to communicate. Number 10, I love male dominance. I love when a man leads, which is different from a controlling man. I love when a man finds places for us to go eat, to visit, to do, but I hate when a man tries to change me or when they're worried about what I'm wearing or how I act. Jealousy and control is not a sign of love. And I'll never forget the time that I questioned if my high school boyfriend loved me or not because he wasn't jealous enough for me. <laughs> Y'all, those are not healthy signs. You wanting to make your partner jealous, you wanting to cause a reaction out of them is the strongest sign of trauma and childhood wounds. You are seeking attention in the wrong way. Abuse is also not a sign of love. Most of us have grown up seeing psychological or physical abuse in our homes and we grow up believing that that is a part or an expression or an expression of love. It is not. Again, I repeat, jealousy, control, psychological, physical abuse are not signs of love. 12. I used to think cheating was a part of relationships. It is not. And I say that because I'm not a cheater. I grew up seeing my family cheat. I grew up seeing my friends cheat. I grew up basically seeing the world cheat and it is not a part of relationships. I've been in healthy relationships where my partners, I would put my hand on the fire that they have not cheated on me. Cheating is not part of every relationship. There are some loyal people, myself included. I am stupidly loyal that sometimes I wish somebody could fucking smack me so I could get out of it. I am loyal even at the talking stage, which is highly disgusting. Number 13. I used to believe that the more you love someone, the more that they would love you back and that goes to my previous point of they can't give you what they haven't received or they can't give you what they don't have. 
Let's say you pour a gallon of love into your partner does not mean that they're going to meet you with a whole gallon of love back. It doesn't work that way. And just because you are expressing it more, just because you're doing more things, does not mean that they're going to love you more. You can attempt to give somebody the world and they'll turn around and tell you that they didn't ask you to do so. Number 14, which I briefly mentioned this in one of the other points, is you choose if you want to keep choosing someone. You choose if you're willing to put your judgment, your ego, your hurt aside and be willing to help someone to teach someone to care for somebody 15 love is not enough to not hurt someone people will hurt you people will not show up for you the way that you want but do they show up for you in other ways and i had this example of this one friend who he surprised me by sh by the way that he showed up for me a year ago i wasn't expecting him to show up on that emotional level i constantly just put him like on the we go out to eat we go out to drinks we party but when he showed up for me in that way i was like wow this is truly my friend. Like, we are fucking friends. We are more than just drinking partners. But anyways, I say all of that to say is we're constantly asking somebody to show up for us in the way that we want. But sometimes they can't give us that. And we have to see how else do they show up for us. Because their way of showing love might not be the way that you show love. And the way that you receive and give love is not the way that they receive or give love either. 16. Don't let outside sources dictate how you show up for people or how you handle situations. If you want to forgive someone, you do that. If you constantly want to show up for people, you do that. Don't allow people to tell you to leave someone if you truly don't want to. To. if you have it in your heart to forgive them do so because that's because all that does is create more conflict for you which leads me into point 17 i know you want to vent but be careful how you badmouth the people you love around others you might think it's a good idea to vent to your family about how wrong your partner is doing you but they aren't as forgiving as you are i've had friends who told me that their partners cheated on them or hit them and they went back to them and you know what that caused conflict because i'm not coming around and smiling in someone's face just because you got back with them i'm not keeping the peace because they disrespected you you're okay with tolerating that but i'm not i had to learn this the hard way like they could have bought my friends flowers shit they could have buy they could have bought them a whole garden but it didn't matter to me because they created a whole different perspective of their partners in my head and we often care about others more than they do for themselves we get more offended <laughs> than they do and i tell my sister this all the time i i be telling her i'm like yo you need to mind your business you need to mind your business girl you can't dislike someone's partner because they went back to them they are choosing that they allow whatever their partner does to them their level of tolerance is different from yours you can't be disrespectful when they bring their partners around because at the end of the day they're choosing that they're choosing to get cheated on they're choosing to get lied on they're choosing to stay Anyways, number 18, we all come with baggage except me, but y'all be saved though because I'm fucking perfect. I'm kidding. Um, only half kidding though. I am perfect. Anyways, we all come with baggage, which includes trauma, insecurities, trust issues, fear of intimacy, fears of commitment, childhood wounds, children. <laughs> we all come with something. We all come with different baggages. Are you willing to handle the baggage that your partner comes with? through are you willing to help them work through it 19 love is not and should not be enough to make you stay there are more components in a relationship than love and you can love somebody and still choose to walk away you can still choose to love some you can love someone and still choose to not have them in your life and love is different than care you can care somebody can deeply care for you but not love you number 20 you can't fall in love with someone's potential you you have to fall for what they show you truly words mean absolutely nothing if their actions don't match 
the potential that you fall in love with is not enough and you might never get it. You created a version of them in your head. You assigned them a role that they might never be able to fulfill because you created that with your projections and expectations. And that is the fastest way to become disappointed. We often look at people and we'll be like, oh, they would make such a, a wonderful partner. They would make such a wonderful spouse. They would make such a wonderful dad, mom. But that is because you are projecting onto them their future version of what you see in your head. You're projecting on them something that's not real. Number 21. Love is not only found through intimacy, through family, lovers, and friends. Because love is everywhere. Love is found in how people treat you and react to you. Love is felt in the way that your energy shifts the room. Love is seeing how you empower someone. Love is seeing how a waiter at your favorite restaurant or cafe's eyes glow when you walk in. Love is them remembering your favorite order. Love is your local fruit market guy having your fruits ready before you even walk by. Love is strangers going out of their way to ensure that you feel safe and comfortable in their environment. Love is a sip of coffee and it having all the right ingredients. Love is someone knowing your energy so well that they know when you're upset sad or off love is not always receiving but it is also found in giving giving someone else pleasure giving someone else joy giving someone else new experiences and now i want to end it with what i think is the most controversial one which is love is not unconditional just because you love somebody does not mean that you constantly have to sacrifice your needs and wants and your own self-love and respect for them just because they gave birth to you just because they befriended you, just because they married you, does not mean that you have to stick beside them or that they have to stick beside you. And just because you love someone doesn't mean that you have to accept their behavior. Just because you love someone doesn't mean that you have to wait it out. Just because you love someone doesn't mean that you have to be the one to constantly pour into them. And I say that love is not unconditional because I know for a fact that we put conditions on people whether we wanna agree with it or not, whether we wanna admit this out loud. We love people for what they can do for us. We love people for how they can make us feel. We love people for the experiences that they can give us. And I was recently having a conversation about this with one of my close friends where her ex-boyfriend had told her something along the lines like forgiveness is the key to unconditional love and you hear a lot of people say well i forgive but i don't forget so you didn't really forgive them if you can't forget what they did if you can't move on that means that you're still carrying that you're still holding that against them which means that you didn't really forgive them and when we talk about unconditional love if love was really unconditional you would constantly forgive somebody for hurting you but even then you put limits on them if love was unconditional, we would never unfriend people. We would never have ex-partners. We would always constant be operating from love. Which that's our sole purpose here, as I've said before. But because we have all these ideas of what love should be and how people should act and all these expectations and requirements, we don't love unconditionally. We love with conditions. We love with terms and agreements. And that's something that I'm working on now. I'm working on forgiving everybody because I know that we are all here and we all chose each other to walk with each other on this journey of life. And I know that we all make mistakes. And it's much easier to judge people for their mistakes. It's much easier to hold anger in, to hold resentment than it is to forgive people. And I know that sometimes they know better, but they choose not to do better. And I know that we all have choices. And some people still willingly and openly choose to hurt us. And I don't want to get too much into the spiritual side of it. Because that's a whole different episode. But we are all here on a contract. And we chose 
these people to hurt us. We chose to do the hurting. Everything, absolutely everything that has happened to you in your life, most of it was written. We do have free will. But for the most part, everything that we've experienced with another human being, we chose that. We needed those lessons, which is why I told you in my last episode. If you learned something from your last relationship, if you were able to grow from it, if you were able to discover who you are, what you like, what you desire, what you don't want, what you don't tolerate, you won. We are all here to teach each other things. We're all here to trigger each other. And now, I just want to end it by saying, or by encouraging you, that after you hear this, write to somebody and tell them that you forgive them. Write yourself a letter. Tell yourself all the things that you forgive yourself for. There's a lot of things that we have to forgive our own selves for. I want to encourage you to do something small for somebody else and something small for you. Whether that whether that's treat somebody to coffee, whether that's open a door for them. If you're not from New York, I just want you to know that we do not open doors for people here. I want to encourage you just to do a small act of love, of kindness. Buy somebody some flowers, whether that's your friend, your best friend, your mom, your grandmother, your ex-girlfriend, your current girlfriend. Or text somebody that you love them, DM somebody that you love them, or compliment them. Do one act of love. Actually do two, one for you and one for somebody else whether that's friend, family, or a stranger. Thank you guys. Until next time.